You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. Hampton Roads has a long-running high school and college sports tradition. It's time to give them the spotlight they deserve. This is the 757 at 6 on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. 757 at 6, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We can't start anywhere but Christopher Newport, men's basketball national champions. How about it? By the way, Christopher Newport, women's basketball, final four, lost in the semis, but still. No, they won. They won in the semis. They did. And then lost in the championship. Championship isn't until April 1st. It's isn't very, until April 1st. Very strange. Look at me, learning things live on air. Isn't until April 1st? April 1st. It makes no sense. Now I see why I'm confused. April, wait a second. It's, what, like March 20th? Correct. So they just take a smooth two weeks. That makes so very little sense. I could. Why did the I men play theirs? More. No idea. All right. So Christopher Newport still in the mix for the weirdest scheduled double national championship in the history of college basketball. I, my mind just got, I was like, Okay, never mind. My mind is blown. Doesn't make any sense. Uh, let's start with the men, then we'll get to the women. Men's basketball for Christopher Newport finishes the season um, 31-3, 74-72 victory at the buzzer. Do we have that audio? All right, we have the audio. Trey Barber had himself a day, and it ended like this. Ten seconds left. Gurley across midcourt. Gurley driving to his left. Gurley inside, the shot is up, and it's good, and we're tied. They could call a timeout. CNU has a timeout. What are they going to do? 4.3 seconds left as the captain's inbound. Here's Trey Barber driving. Two seconds left. Barber down the floor, puts it up and in. The captains win. The captains win the national championship. Trey Barber with the bucket as CNU comes from behind again. 9-0 this year when they trail at halftime, and they win the national championship. Trey Barber with the winner in the final seconds. Unbelievable finish to this national championship game. Oh, and by the way, he did that. He also had 25 points, 10 rebounds, made 10 of 15 shots, 5 of 9 from the free throw line, a block. Somehow also picked up four personal fouls. So he's playing, you know, the, the clutch moments, knowing, you know, one little smack on the wrist and he's done so. That's how, that's how big of a game that guy had. But similarly to how we discussed earlier, and, and I'm not even going to sit here. I mean, I just didn't even know the women didn't play their game till April 1st. I'm not going to sit here and pretend to be the biggest Division Three basketball junkie, but we've been following for a couple of games now looking at the statistics. This men's team is balanced. Any given day, they can have, you know, five, six double-digit scores. This time they had four. Barber with, with 25, uh, Brody with 12, Hines with 18, and Fur with 12. 
That's a well-balanced attack. And and you look at, you know, they played against Mount Union, who is a athletics powerhouse at the Division Three level. Uh, they had one player, Christian Parker, scored 31. The crazier part, 28 attempts. Christian Parker was 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 jacking shots. Meanwhile, Christopher Newport, their leading scorer, had 15, made 25 points. It's an efficiency thing out here. Caleb Fur didn't miss. Four for four from the field, four for four from the line, 12 points. Four rebounds, four personal fouls. The guy was about his fours. Either way, and, and now I'm going to get on my soapbox here for a little bit. Um, I played at the FCS level of uh, college football, which is Division One, but the, you know, little, little version of Division One. And uh, I played for a national championship. In a national championship game, we didn't win. Finished second in the country. And anytime I'd bring it up, especially because, right, both of my cousins played like Division 1A, they played FBS, Power 5, and I've got a bunch of friends that played, you know, big time football. You bring them national championship game and you can hear them wanting to say, yeah, but it's, I mean, it's not the, the national champion. No, it's not. But guess what? Y'all couldn't do what we did. Guess what? We had 56 scholarships. You have 85. Right? There were games we played in stadiums that looked like high school stadiums. You probably wouldn't even get your blood pumping for those. Right? Like it's it's different. Not better, not worse. It's different. Division three, paying your way, traditionally better academic schools, and you're not getting this like even at, at Delaware, the FCS level, we got some preferential treatment around campus. I don't know if you're getting that at the division three level. You're putting up with more, you have more responsibilities, you have more outside pressures. National championships are national championships. That's kind of the way I look at it, right? Final fours are final fours. 25.10 rebound days with game winners as time expires. Those are epic games regardless of the the level. The funny part to me is um, like at high school, right? There's 1A, 2A, 3A, 4A, 5A, 6A. No one who wins a 2A state title tells somebody like, hey, we want a state title only to have everyone else go. That one really doesn't count. Then you get to the, the college level. You say, hey, we want a national title. They're like Division three. So, no. No, I said national. National title. We play the team. I don't even know where Mount Union's from. New York somewhere? Perhaps? Pennsylvania? Sounds like a Pennsylvania area. But they had to beat everybody nationally. Ohio. Ohio. Yeah, Pennsylvania-ish. National championships are national championships. Congratulations to Christopher Newport, Christopher Newport, men's basketball, on winning a national championship. On the women's side, congratulations to the women for making it to a national championship. Playing Transylvania? Correct. Occasionally it does feel like these. Transyl- Transylvania. Well, hopefully you can take a bite out of them. Uh, Gabby Sandiego, here's what you like about Christopher Newport. Uh, they beat Rhode Island College. Throw that out there. Uh, they had a, like a star. We When we started following them, Gabby Sandiego scores big. 
right? Less balanced than the men, more of like a lead scorer. She didn't have it as as much as we've seen her have it, right? Three out of 10 from the, the field, 13 points, yet somehow they found a way to get the win anyway. Defense buckled down, fan got some points, um, although she took a bunch of shots as well. And, and, you know, when the offense isn't there, what do you have to do? Got to ramp up the defense. That's exactly what they did. They won 56-51. Now, as I learned earlier in this segment, April 1st, national championship against Transylvania. So it's all the same weekend. They're doing the Division Two, Division One, and Division Three. It's a celebration of the Title IX, the 50th anniversary. So they're all doing it at the same time. That's why the women's is in two weeks. I don't like – well, first of all, I like celebrating Title IX. That's not what I don't like. As an athlete – I don't, especially basketball, basketball, even during the year, you're playing like three games a week. I, I don't like that at all. It's like, Hey, we're cruising. We're playing our best basketball. We're, we're doing well. Yeah. Well, let's try slamming the brakes on everything. And again, it's division division three, which does mean like when you slam <laughs> the fun, we had like a month off when I, I mentioned I played for a national championship. Uh, we had like a month off between the semifinals and the finals, but that month was, I mean, it was, it was all football watching film. It was, it was uh, a point in the calendar where there really wasn't a ton of academics going on. So we, I mean, we were essentially professional football players for a month. We were waking up, going to work out, going to watch film, going to meetings, going to team meetings, going to, uh, you know, ice bath and all that sort of thing. Uh, Christopher Newport, they're going to have two weeks off. That's like, oh, sweet, we can catch up on our our academics, which, again, is a challenge that you don't have at the bigger levels. Um, you, have, you have many more academic advisors and things. So shout out to Christopher Newport. I hope you're able to keep the momentum you have rolling 30-0 and on the women's side with, with another game to come. And Transylvania is also undefeated on the season. Look at that. Two Goliaths with two weeks to get ready for each other. Unblemished records. Where's it being played? Dallas. That's pretty cool. What? What is it in? Like the same arena? American Airlines. Yep. Wow, that's that's a cool experience. Playing in in awesome venues is severely underrated as far as like career highlights. That's going to be a really. If you win that one, make sure you get a profile picture. That's what I have to say. Like, if you win, get the confetti picture. It'll be framed on your wall for all of eternity. National championships tend to be remembered. Uh, it's the 757-6 Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1 uh, from a, a team in the 757, meaning both Christopher Newport teams, having a tremendous amount of success to a tough day for another college basketball team from the 757. Stick around. Putting a spotlight on local high school and college coaches and athletes, the 757-6 on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. 757 at 6, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Follow us on Twitter at ESPN Radio 941. You can follow me at Donnelly Sports. All of our social media is brought to you by Dominion Floor Covering. There's going to be a new tradition in college basketball, and it's going to stink. And it's, it's, it's hit ODU men's basketball. And, and that is going to be the mass exodus of the role players. It's going to be the mass exodus of everyone that's not seen as a building block. Um, there's a, a Twitter. It's actually a website. I don't know why I call it. They have a Twitter, but they are a website. It's called Verbal Commits. And uh, they are basically 
one of the 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 preeminent trackers of transfer portal news, recruiting news, that sort of thing. I have in front of me a search of that Twitter feed where I just put in, show me the tweets that mention Old Dominion. Four hours ago, Old Dominion forward, Faison Fields, has entered the transfer portal. Six hours ago, Old Dominion guard, D'Angelo Steins, has entered the transfer portal. Three days ago, Old Dominion guard, Charles Smith IV, has entered the transfer portal, grad transfer. Five days ago, Old Dominion guard, Jaden Johnson, has entered the transfer portal. Now, the the one of the things about the transfer portal is it's it's going to be rare unless there's a very obvious level up situation where one of your contributors hits the portal right that's if they're extremely very 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 productive then they're going to look to cash in those chips maybe go to a power 5 school right so that's one way the other way is the ones that that are on the way out are likely not the ones getting all of the minutes Right. Usually the ones that get all of the minutes are the ones that uh, like it. They enjoy. They have a positive memory, a positive experience. Uh, again, I'll go back to a personal story. Uh, one of my good friends at, at Delaware um, played a lot, got a lot of success, played every year he was there, uh, became like a program legend. If you ask him, the coaching, the members of the coaching staff that I did not get along with, particularly early in my career and late in my career. Uh, oh, they're the best people in the world to him. And I'm just like, yeah, we would see things differently. They worshipped you, and you know, not all of us were worshipped. So, you know, you look at you look at the Old Dominion stat page, and, and many of the starters, they're not going anywhere. The biggest minutes, they're not going anywhere. But you can't necessarily put together the best possible team with only the six or seven guys that you have in heavy rotation. And and Field, Smith, Steins, and Johnson, three of those four are, while maybe not main contributors, were consistent contributors. Steins played in 28 games, started six. Smith played in 20 games. Fields played in 31 games. All of them in the games they played average double-digit minutes. So they're not necessarily just going into the game for, you know, there's 15 seconds left before before halftime and we want to get the other guys off their feet. They're going in the game and playing real minutes. Fields averaged almost five points per game. Smith averaged three and a half. Steins averaged three. Now, Jaden Johnson was was very much a, a bench bench player, right? Seven games appeared in. Didn't really do much scoring, didn't really do much with it. Um, but that's not necessarily like to say you don't want them around your program. The 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 thing about mid-majors is like we'll pick one. We'll pick um Steins. Played in 28 games, started six, averaged three points per game, averaged 15 minutes per game. Now he's leaving because he only played 15 minutes a game, and I hear him and I get it. But the program is probably hoping he averages 20 next year, right? Like the program is probably hoping he's a bigger role next year. The program's probably hoping that his 15 minutes this year per game over 28 games uh, gave him enough to study in the offseason to get better and, and bring more to the table next year. 
back in the day, you could, you could, meaning not that long ago, you could like metaphorically handcuff them to the program and say, if you want to play, you got to get better. You got to learn from this. You got to study this. You got to, you got to get back in the gym. You got to get back in the weight room. You got to get back in the, the, with the trainers on quick feet and all these sorts of things. But that's, that's a thing of the past. And as always, I feel like this is a disclaimer I have to say, I am pro player. I believe players, especially college players, right, when they're 19, 20, 21, 22, 23 years old, have the ability to think critically and to look around and say, what is the best option for me? Is it in my best interest to stay here? Is it in my best interest to go explore the transfer portal? Is it in my best interest to not explore the transfer portal? Do I have a a, a fair representation of what my value is? Right? Because here's here's the thing to remember. You go in the portal, the team doesn't have to take you back. If you're you're an ODU player and you put your name in the portal and then you go, oh, geez, not as many teams want me as I thought, I would like to go back to ODU. They don't have to take you back. They can, but they don't have to. So have have your own value. Like, am I so good that I can go flirt with other teams and still come back and ODU will have me back? I, I would love to have that as a little fallback. But also, now the challenge is on the program. All right, because because let's think about it. ODU, outside of an, uh, a 12-game stretch at the end of their regular season, which that 12-game stretch was awesome, but outside of that 12-game stretch, did not have a great season, right? There was the growing pains of a new new team, uh, growing pains of new coaches, growing pains early in the season, and then it ended in a very tough loss in the Sun Belt Conference, uh, their their opener, which was the second round, they had the first round bye. Um, the challenge of college basketball programs everywhere and college athletics programs everywhere is you need to make your program one where – Players, even those that aren't getting big numbers, find value in sticking around even if the season doesn't go the way you planned. Right? If you win the the Sun Belt and you make it to the conference or you make it to the NCAA tournament and you either threaten to or upset somebody in your your the the bell of the ball, Cinderella. Guess what? Bench warmers are going to be like, geez, I can't wait for my opportunity to step in and, and be in that role. Ah, I can't wait. I'm definitely staying. But if you lose in your first game in the Sunbelt Conference tournament, you better have given those players value some other place to keep them around. And I'm talking about um, individual attention. I'm talking about open lines of communication. I'm talking about individual improvement. Because right? if you feel like you're getting much better, if you feel like you're you're better equipped than you were at the beginning of the year, you have to keep that in mind as well, and you have to keep that value in mind. So it's it's very much a very difficult mental exercise for coaches and performance staff in college basketball right now, because to have any shot of keeping the players you want to keep in your program, you have to. Go all out in helping them find success, improve, right? Get better as players, get better as people, give them every resource, give them every bit of attention. 
And you also have to understand that there's a good chance they're going to take all that effort you put into them and all that improvement you helped them achieve, and they're going to go use it for another team. And that can't dissuade you from doing it again next year with the guys in the same role. Because let's be real, right? The the Chauncey Jenkins and Ty, like the leading scorers are going to probably come back. They're going to probably have positive memories and they're going to say, hey, we can do this again. It is like, it's kind of perfect. Field, Smith, and Steins. If if we line this up, if I line up their, their um, score, like if I sort, that's what I'm looking for. Sort their roster by scoring average. Fields is seventh. Steins is eighth. Sorry, Fields is seventh. Steins is ninth. Let me say this in order. I, don't, I put them in order, then I wanted to read them out of order. It's one of those Mondays. Fields is seventh. Smith is eighth. Steins is ninth. That's the exact subsection that is that is the like the rotation section in college basketball right now. If you're one of the starting five or the sixth man, you're getting all the attention, you're getting all the love, you're getting all the articles written about you, you're, you're in the videos, you, you, everybody, it's all love. If you are 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th, you're probably a developmental player. You might be a walk-on. You are somebody that is enjoying being part of the team and, and your your expectations are kind of set. But if you're seven, eight, or nine, you probably think you're good enough to be one through six and you think, I'm going to get out of here and see if I can. Those are the players that the transfer portal are going to affect the most. And and the the rare top score, you know, best player that is going to turn around and say thank you and then go to the ACC. In which case, I don't think that's a problem. Everyone acts like that's a problem. I don't think that's a problem. Because if your best player goes up and plays for the – for the goes and transfers to – I mean, I don't even care. Duke, uh, UNC, like name your big – NC State, whatever, Miami. The first thing I'm doing is calling up every recruit I know and saying, yeah, if you play well here, you can go to that school that's showing you no attention recruiting. I don't think that's a problem. The problem is – Seven, eight, and nine. Because seven, eight, and nine, you're going to need throughout the season, right? Depth is important. And if you you, you don't keep them around, you're going to be you're going to be on a treadmill trying to catch up, and it's going to be tough. Seven five seven at six, priority auto sports radio, ninety-four point one. Another really cool story out of the NCAA tournament. Keontae Johnson. Yeah, we're going to talk about it coming up. Every weeknight, giving you all you need to know about high school and college sports in the 757. It's the 757 at 6 on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. 757 at 6, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Keontae Johnson grew up in Norfolk, Virginia. Began his college career at Norview High. Eventually transferred to a couple of college basketball prep powerhouses img and bradenton florida and then eventually oak hill over there in mouth wilson um and then he ended up at, at florida then he became the one of the best players in the sec became an expected future first round draft pick became a preseason sec player of the year then he collapsed during a timeout and a december game a couple years ago and who knows where his story could have gone from there, right? Scary. Uh, touch and go, right? We, I mean, we, we talked about it here on the 757 at 6, and most of what we talked about was just hoping that he was 
you know, waking up and hoping that that they uh, found what the problems were and were able to treat it and everything else going on. And um, eventually, he did get better. And eventually, he was on the sideline for Florida games. And eventually, he wanted to play basketball again. And there were, remember the rumors of, of some big insurance deal? And if he never played basketball again, he was going to get paid millions of dollars. And they were, ooh, maybe he won't play again. And then eventually he did. And he said, you know what? No, forget the insurance. I'll be good. I want to go. I want to keep playing. Florida said, we're not going to clear you. So he said, I'm going to the transfer portal. This is a very good use of the transfer portal, by the way. He hits the transfer portal. Teams want him. Kansas State's one of them. He goes to Kansas State. Leads him in scoring. Starts looking like the player that everyone was getting excited about in the SEC. Then he gets matched up with, in a twist of fate, in the NCAA tournament against the premier basketball program of the SEC. Definitely not the premier football program, but the premier basketball program, Kentucky. And what does he do? He hits the dagger three to send him home. Do we have that audio? Let's go ahead and hear it. We're down to 125 to play. Johnson. Oh, yeah! 67-62. Made it. Took it from a a two-point game to a five-point game with a little over a minute left, which uh, I don't know if anyone else is addicted to the 538. 538 website, they have the March Madness predictors and they will no matter which game you're watching or all of the games at once tell you the win probability of each team and I'm addicted to refreshing because I'm watching a game right whoever's my team on the bracket they get up by like eight and they say like 77 percent I'm like there's no way I'm gonna lose they give up six straight and all of a sudden it's like now we're oh no but getting to five in the last minute thing jumps to like 98 percent every time so essentially Keontae Johnson just hit the three that sealed the fate of Kentucky going home. That's an awesome tale of perseverance. That's an awesome tale of determination. I mean, just the pure, like, sticking with it and understanding eventually you'll have the opportunity to do the things that were once seen as as, as your destiny, right? Like, beating Kentucky in a big game when you are the best player in the SEC at Florida is seen as preordained, right? It's seen as, of course, you're going to be, you're going to get in some really good battles with Kentucky. Uh, They're going to have their, their NBA players. You're going to have your NBA players. And you know, with you being the preseason SEC player of the year, the team's going to look at you and, and expect you to make plays. And then it looked like the furthest thing from possible when, when he went through what he went through. But yet he still ends up being the guy making the play to send home Kentucky in a postseason tournament. That is storytelling at its finest. That I mean, you can't, like, you know, the whole stranger than fiction thing, you can't write this. You can't. He's had double figures in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine straight games. If you can we include nine as as Nine is double figures, right? It's practically double Why figures. Not? If you include nine, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty-nine, thirty, thirty-one, thirty-two, thirty-three, thirty-four games. And guess how many games they played this year? 
34 games. He's been in double figures every game, if you include the one game where he scored nine. That's pretty darn cool for a guy that we weren't sure if he was going to play basketball again. Let alone play 34 games, make it to the Sweet 16 at least, and score in double figures every game, if you include the one where he scored nine. I mean, that that's just awesome, right? They're like, I, like I, I wish, no, I don't wish, like, when you're telling a story, you want to have like some twist or some big whoa with some plot with everything's building. To Maybe there will be, but as of right now, things went really, really bleak there for a while. And since then, they've been looking up. Shout out to Norfolk native Keontae Johnson. Probably the toast of Manhattan. Manhattan, Kansas, that is. Uh, 757 at 6, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Thank you very much. Uh, Robbie's going to end the show with Robbie's Roundout coming up next. Until tomorrow, have a great night, everybody. The clock is running out on the 757 at 6. That means it's time for Robbie's Roundup. Or wait a minute. It's Robbie's Roundabout or Robbie's Roundout. Whatever he's calling it today. Here's Robbie Vogler on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. That's right. This is the 757 at 6. Robbie's Roundout is what we are calling it today. It's a shorter week for for us mostly. Of course, normally we go till 7. Today, obviously, we are going till 7 because it's 651 and I, I'm on the air right now. I'm rounding things out. Thursday and Friday, we have the uh, the Sweet 16. Some action going on in the NCAA tournament. So, you'll be hearing those on Thursday and Friday right here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We're not going to talk about basketball because we've talked a lot about basketball all day today. First, it was CNU. The men, congratulations. Special, uh, special something coming up that have to feature the uh, the the CNU men's basketball team. So you're going to want to stay tuned right here to Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Got some uh, something brewing in the water, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, also, the CNU women's basketball team going to Dallas in a couple of weeks, and uh, yeah, well. Um, they're most likely going to win a championship. I, I don't want to, uh, you know, put the the broadcasters jinx out there. I, I sort of believe in that. I sort of don't believe in that. Just depends on the day. Today, I don't believe in the broadcasters jinx. I think they're going to go out there and they're going to have a great game against Transylvania, and then hopefully we can, uh, you know, go, you know, CNU two belts, you know, CNU uh, double 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 ships, bringing the. Uh, the aircraft carrier back to town. That's right. And then, of course, the 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 ODU, the, the transfer portal hit ODU hard today uh, for ODU men's basketball, and, and you hate to see that. And then, of course, Keontae Johnson, a, one of the coolest stories in college basketball that I don't think is getting enough kind of attention, and I think that needs to change. And, of course, Tim shed some light on that today and has been really throughout Keontae Johnson's whole career since he uh, arrived at Kansas State he has been a difference maker for that that team and it's very exciting to see what he's able to do that being said the ODU men's baseball team 
What did I tell you? Last week, we we talked all, all week about this baseball team. We, we talked about they, they had to, to go into Charlotte, and they had to impress me going into Charlotte. Well, they lost that first game 10-2. to Then they won the second game 11-2. to The third game got canceled because of weather, and I was like, okay. Then I was like, okay, you got to go out and you got you to gotta take care of business against Princeton. Well, Tuesday, they obviously won in seven innings. They had to mercy rule them in the first game of the series. And then, of course, they beat Princeton 23 to nothing. They outscored Princeton in two games last week on Tuesday and Wednesday. 36 to nothing. Yeah. And now I know Princeton's nothing to ride home about. At least their baseball team, their basketball team. Heck of a run. Congratulations to them. I want to believe that ODU beating Princeton as bad as they did motivated the basketball team saying our, our baseball team's having a rough year this year. Uh, we Our basketball team needs to uh, step it up. And, and they're on their way to the Sweet 16. What, what can you say? So, Princeton, you're welcome. All Princeton fans out there. Old Dominion helped your basketball team get motivated by outscoring your baseball team 36 to nothing in a two-game set at home. And then, of course, we talked about it last week. We talked about it the week before. Sunbelt Conference play is where you need to make it happen. And they go down to University of Louisiana Monroe. And do they ever make it happen? 5-3 win on Friday in extra innings. 13-1 taking care of business on Saturday. And then, of course, finishing out the sweep yesterday, 6-2, to get their first, I'm not, it's not their first sweep of the year, but their first ever Sunbelt Conference win series win and sweep they just got it all done in one weekend and that's what i'm talking about i could get fired up and it is so exciting because these are the games that we've talked about that you need to win because these are the games that are going to get the attention of everybody that has any say when it comes to the end of the year accolades when it comes to the NCAA seedings when it comes to getting yourself into the top 25 in the country and you know what they're listening they heard you they saw what you did and they put some respect on your name last year the RPI had ODU ranked 48th in the country This week, up 25 spots. They are now the 23rd ranked team in the country via the RPI. In Collegiate Baseball's Division 1 poll, they are ranked number 24th. I mean, they are a, a constant top 25 team now. And I'm not saying this is the end game. Things are just beginning. But I'll tell you this. It is a great start. That your first your first uh, weekend into Sunbelt Conference play. Your first weekend into the Sunbelt Conference play where you're playing University of Louisiana Monroe. And I understand they're not that great. 
but this wakes up the eyes that you mean business inside this conference. On Wednesday, they play Liberty at home. Liberty's a tough opponent. They take those in-state rivalries very seriously. And I expect nothing but the best from Liberty's baseball team on Wednesday. Then, of course, Marshall. Marshall, a very, very good program. One of the top programs in the country. One of the top programs in the, the conference. But I expect Marshall to, to do something. But I, I expect ODU to do something a little bit more. Because I think they can handle Marshall no problem. They just handled ULM. They're going to handle Liberty. Then you got a three-game set at home. Your first Sun Belt series at home. You got to go out there. You got to take care of business because then you turn around and you play UVA. Yeah, the UVA. And they their basketball team may have just lost to Furman. But their baseball team is the third-ranked team in the country and rising. That's going to wrap things up for the 757 at 6. And of course, Robbie's roundout. We'll be keeping track of Old Dominion baseball throughout the season. I promise. This is going to be the number one hub. The number one hub for Old Dominion baseball right here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. I'm excited to, to bring you that coverage. It's a fun team. I've already been out to watch them couple of times this year and I, I plan on going out there a couple more times maybe even this weekend we'll see for Tim Donnelly I'm Robbie Vogler saying so long we will talk to you tomorrow right here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1 thank you so much for listening in until tomorrow talk to you soon later